afternoon. My name is Ray Montgomery, and I would like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, we have Ms. Michelle Schaefer, Adjustment Counselor here at Bosma Enterprises, and also a licensed clinical social worker. How you doing, Ms. Michelle? I'm fine. Thank you. All right, Michelle. Well, today I wanted to bring you on the podcast and really learn more about your role here at Bosma Enterprises and how you help. I would say in a person who may be just losing their vision, how you help them regain their confidence and just talk to them about uh, maybe issues that they're having um, just dealing with being blind. So uh, first off, how long have you been here at Bob Enterprises? I've been here since October of 2012. 2012. And how long have you been working um, in the field of uh, social work? I started working in 1987 with kids who were incarcerated, did that until 2006. And then worked in a community mental health center from 2006 to 2012. So what made you want to be an adjustment counselor? Well, I, I have a kind of a lot of experience in grief and trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are things that I've worked in in every place that I've been in. So it, it fits well with what happens here. Because many people, when they have lost vision, it's both traumatic and they're going through that grieving process. So the experiences that I have had were different, but... They lent well to doing what needs to happen here. How important do you feel um, it is to have to speak to someone after you may have uh, got that diagnosis that you're going to be blind, or you've already got that diagnosis and you've already, you know, been living with the visual impairment? What I think is interesting is there are books and there's information about how to do almost anything, except that, <laughs> and so frequently people have no idea what they're supposed to do. When that happens, so I think the more quickly that they could make contact, the better. And I know it's hard sometimes for them to know where to call. It takes them about 18 months sometimes to find anyone to talk to about that. And I think they try to go to regular counseling situations sometimes. Yes. And I don't know why this happens, but people say, we don't do that. Yes. And and they do because they deal with depression, they deal with grief, they deal with traumatic events, but they don't quite understand vision loss either. And that's kind of... I mean, that's the same thing. I would say that, that yes. you're dealing with a person who maybe no longer can see again. Right. So, but. And so I think people have a hard time accessing the right kind of help when they need it the most, probably. So you feel like there's a lot of emotional, um, I don't say baggage, but you feel like a lot of persons who are blind or vision impaired, they deal with a lot of more emotions once they get that diagnosis. Oh, I think it's that. a big life-changing event. And yes. Any of those, be they that or something else can put you in a a paralyzed kind of feeling for a while, not knowing what to do. How am I supposed to feel? How will people perceive me? What am I going to do? All of those things can be very difficult. And and there's not anyone in the community sometimes who says, yeah, I've been through that. I can tell you what to do. So so do you feel like people feel like they lose their identity once they lose their sight? I think they lose their identity. A lot of times they lose the friend network they were used to Mm -hmm. because those persons don't know what they're supposed to do. And so they disappear or are less connected. So people get very isolated yes. and very anxious. So um, what does a person need to do to, you know, get those feelings, you know, back in balance, I would say? I think part of it is figuring out what they can do and learning how to do some things that they used to do. Getting a more normal pace of life in the basics, like being able to get around their house and get out and about and cook for themselves and those things. Every competency they take back is like taking back a piece of that identity. Mm-hmm. 
but also they need a place to talk about the grief. And it's not a grief as if someone dies, that, that everybody knows how that goes. Yeah. This is unfamiliar territory for most people, and so they feel kind of in it on their own. And so one of the things that happens when they come to Bosman is they are no longer isolated or alone. So should that person bring their family members in with them, or should they maybe meet with you initially at first by themselves and then bring their family members so they can maybe better understand what uh, that person is dealing with? I think both of those things should happen, and we do try to make events and ways for families to be involved because if the person adjusts but their family doesn't, it's hard for them to maintain that adjustment. They go back to familiar patterns. Um, They still feel misunderstood. If we can help their families come here and see what's going on and get used to thinking about most of who that person was, they still are. Yeah. Um, and, and interact accordingly. Things go much better as they seek work, as they seek whatever. So, like when the uh, person gets that diagnosis, should they sit down for a while, maybe kind of just analyze the situation? Should they seek help uh, right away? I think they have to. I think they have to get through that shock a little bit. But as soon as they can get help, it wouldn't hurt to get it right away if they can. But if they can't, at least try to surround themselves with people who listen and people who may not know what to do, but they at least care. They're going to give you some help until you figure out how to do things yourself. Yeah. Um, And try to... not get into things like drugs and alcohol or things that are going to make it more complicated. Yes. Because that happens quite a the, lot. The destructive pattern that yeah. can go down. Since this happened, I'm just going to... Yeah. Right. So at least stabilizing things and trying to move forward as best you can. But the sooner you get help, the better. Because you can get some of those feelings out. You can figure out ways to cope emotionally. And then maybe build some skills and, and get back on your feet. Because yeah, sometimes uh, family members can, I guess, hinder your growth once sure. you lose your sight or whatever it may be. They want to do everything for that it person. It seems like they suddenly think you're made of glass. They must be very careful and be there at every minute, some <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah. Or they disappear. Yeah, that, that does happen as well. Now, so. there's a lot of good families who are good support and let people do things on their own. So not everyone, but. But most of what people say is they get treated in one extreme or the other, and life gets really uncomfortable. So what are, like, when a person comes into Boswell, like, on their first day, first week, they meet with you, correct? Sure, absolutely. And, and what what kind of things did you guys kind of, any exercises you guys deal with, or do you go? One through? of the things they usually are those first week is terribly anxious, over-the-top anxiety. They haven't eaten because they don't feel like they can. Mm-hmm. They're scared. Um, so we do some things to try to just hear their story yeah. and tell me about who you are as a person, not who you are as a person who has lost vision, what's important to you, who's important, what are some things you want. And here, let me give you some help with a few basic things today that are going to help you. Yeah. Like they show them how to do sighted guide correctly so people are not pulling them by their hand, um, help them get through a few days on their own. And each day that they're here, that anxiety goes down. And they begin to take some things back that they used to do. Definitely, the, with, definitely with the sighted guide because that's very crucial. Mm-hmm. People don't know because they feel they've been taught. So you gotta mm-hmm. teach the person not to grab you. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and how to like find their chair and yeah. find the seat and the basic kind of things in those first days. Because that anxiety could build like when you out and about 
in the store or wherever you may be. Anxiety. And most of them thinking about canceling their first day or doing anything <laughs> they can not to get on that bus. <laughs> yes, and uh, and sometimes they'll leave their coat on that whole day yeah. or not eat because the anxiety yeah. is just because they haven't been around people very much and it's right. loud yeah. by comparison and it's confusing. And they think somehow we expect them to do everything right away. They're fearful of that. Yeah. And they're going to mess up or you're going to kick them out. Yeah. Or like everybody else can do it, but I can't. Right. Um, Hmm. So, yeah, just getting them through those first days with help and support. So how do you, once they uh, meet with you for a while, they met with you, and at the end of their training, what kind of person do you see? Um, Do you feel that they... In the beginning, they're in that shock. And then we talk about the grieving process, where they're at in that, and how to move forward in that toward accepting what is, and then building a support network for them. Yes. And then talking about, like, work or school, because everybody who comes here is doing one of those two things. So figuring out what kind of work do you want to do, what skills do you have, let's make a resume, let's figure out how to interview, and let's start thinking about what do you want to be involved in in the community if it's not work. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe you need to connect to your, your church or your community group or do something different. And also, you do a lot of a group training as well, correct? Yeah, we do two kinds of groups. On Mondays, there's informational groups that bring people in and tell them about things that are available, either technology or out in the community okay. or different things. And the Thursday group then is a client group. It's called a process group, meaning they can process whatever thoughts or feelings they mm-hmm. have. So I facilitate it, but I don't dictate what happens in there. It's a client group, right. and they use it to talk about things going on in the center. Mm-hmm. Maybe their own adjustment. How do I deal with my family? I'm going through a divorce at the same time. I'm going through this. Whatever topic may be on their mind, and different groups have a different way of doing that. Yeah. Depending who's in it. So... Those are the two kind of groups that happen. So the groups, uh, do the people find that very therapeutic to just really be around other people who are going through the same experience? Yeah, and everybody's at a different place because they may have started sooner or they newer or older, so they may be able to give each other some support, guidance to say, yeah, I've had that happen too. Mm-hmm. And then what they say is that for the first time, I haven't had to explain everything. Yes. Everybody already knows. No, they've been through it already. Yes, and they know. And, and a lot of times that group becomes a support system if your other one has weakened or disappeared. It becomes your new support. Because you don't, uh, if you never experienced, you can't really give a good Mm-mm, Not uh, all the example. way you can't. No. 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 You can try to explain it, but you can't really explain it. If they've not never entirely. Been it. So, but I definitely believe that group session is very uh, helpful for those clients just because I know they speak, get to speak their mind and it's just really mm-hmm. decompress and. Uh, talk to others that's already going through what they've been going through. And keeping in mind, some of them have been not talking very much for a year to two years because they've been in that depression or isolated state. So it gets them back to saying, this is what I think, this is what I want, this is how I feel, this is what I need from the group. So they're finding a voice again in, in a lot of ways to speak up and ask for what they want. That's that's what they got to do. Got to advocate for yourselves mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that, that I know we teach at Bob Enterprises. You have to advocate for yourself at the end of the day. And sometimes in that group, we'll just go out to lunch mm-hmm. or do something like that. But it's still very social. And, and it feels good to be out with people and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And to try things out in public in a safe kind of way. 
So should that person or people, should they continue, you know, counseling once they're finished with the rehab center? If they want to, I think it's not a bad idea. If they're feeling like they're in a good place, maybe they don't need to, but they can certainly learn where they can go if they need it down the road. Something new comes up. Um, but generally, just staying connected to each other sometimes even can be helpful because yeah. you have somebody to call to say, hey, I started school and this really embarrassing thing happened or I'm still looking for a job and it's hard. Yeah. What would, yeah. You, uh, what would you tell primarily family members who are – dealing with a person who just recently lost their sight, how would you, what advice would you give them? I would say to them, listen to their feelings and not try to fix them. Mm -hmm. Just listen to them and help them stay connected to the family and gradually start doing the things you did before and integrating that and saying, let's create a new kind of normal. If it isn't, it may never be exactly as it was. I think we would be lying if we said, yeah, it's going to be exactly like it was. You just give it more time. But you can create a good new normal. Yeah. And that's what they need to think about. Maybe we'll do new things we didn't do before. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll make changes so that we're not always comparing the past to now. Yes. And maybe it'll even be better in some ways for us. Yeah. I mean, good. I think for some people, it gets their attention. It eliminates things that aren't so important and gets them to really value what matters. In that sense, it's a, it can be as good as before. Great advice, Michelle. I appreciate it. A lot of good information right there. And if, if you guys know anyone who are who is suffering from vision loss, please contact Bosma.org and we can get you back uh, to that person you once were and just re- regain that confidence. But once again, Michelle, I definitely want to thank you for sharing all of that great information. And I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you.